Bishoprek of Durham, 1100 A.D. Two days in the bishop's dungeon had sobered Sir Thomas de Percival to his fate. While he burned with resolve to make the bishop of Durham pay for his transgressions against him and his family, as they approached the gallows, he knew that his time had run out. At least Ranulf Flambard had allowed him to ride to the gallows atop Ulama, the magnificent white stallion he had acquired in Constantinople, on his way home from the crusade. As only a dying man could appreciate, the day's sparkle of sunshine and fragrant smells of the wheat harvest were cruel counterpoints to the hopelessness of his current situation. He had been asked to serve king and pope by saving the Holy Land from infidels, being the second son of a prosperous baron and a failure at the family business. Thomas saw it as the perfect opportunity to finally prove his worth to his father. What he found in the desert, however, was deceit, dishonor, and disillusionment, not from the enemy, but from his fellow crusaders. It was ironic that he had survived countless battles in the name of the Christian God, only to die now for no longer believing in his existence. If God wanted him dead, why hadn't he taken him when his life still had value rather than waiting until he had squandered every good portion of his heart and soul, he shook his head in puzzlement. With a dozen guards surrounding him, the entourage progressed at a slow and steady pace from the courtyard of Durham Castle down towards the village square. A wooden gallows had been erected for the final act of his personal passion play. As he inhaled the pungent smell of horse dung and fresh-cut hay, he welcomed oblivion with a grim smile. Holding absolute power over the surrounding territory, the bishop was immune from punishment. It would be impossible for Thomas to prove that Flambard had murdered his family and taken Percival Castle. Not that it mattered anymore. He would be dead in a few moments, forever falling short of his dreams. As they approached the rough gallows, he spied his two traveling companions in the thronging crowd. He sought Abu's eyes hidden deep within his hooded brown cloak and scowled to imply that he and Hretien should not attempt a rescue. The Arab bent his head in obeisance, but Thomas knew that Abu would seize any opportunity to gain his release, regardless of Thomas's wishes or Abu's own safety. He could not let that happen. Hang the heretic, a voice called from the crowd. Send him to the devil another shouted. One of the bishop's guards wrenched Ulama to a stop at the foot of the gibbet. As Thomas sat tall in the saddle, exhibiting the courage he displayed countless times on the battlefield, he was surprised to feel a stab of regret. If only he thought. Then shook his head at his own foolishness. No time for that now. He looked on helplessly as the guard reached for the noose and motioned for him to lower his head. As the guard lifted his arms to place the noose around Thomas's neck, a burst of light exploded into view a few feet above them, preventing him from completing the act. The circle of light was as bright as the sun at midday, and totally out of place.